Paul also says, oh, I have, I've never seen a West End show. And the host, who is gay, goes, you're a terrible gay. How have you never seen a West End show? And I was like, is Paul Hollywood gay? Or was that like a weird joke? And I went on a rampage. And the answer is, I think no. But that's a weird joke to make. So like, that... <laughs> Like, I, I, I have no sense of what Paul Hollywood's sexuality is. And I was like, it's probably It's baked straight. goods. It's yeah. baked goods. Honestly, yes. It's a good, um, it's a good sponge. It's a good sponge. <laughs> it's a well-proved soda bread. Um. <laughs> not over, not overcooked. No sake bottoms for Paul Hollywood. <laughs> Welcome to Fine Pairings. We've introduced ourselves. I'm Grace. I'm Claire. And this is a podcast about fanfiction. And today we are diving into something that I don't know very well that Claire... Well, I shouldn't say that because I know half of it. Yes. So you um, so you asked me to bring you a Great British Bake Off yes. fanfic. So something light and fluffy to warm all Bake. of our hearts. Bake, <laughs> Bake in your... Or no, um, to prove. Yeah, prove. Prove in your souls. <laughs> prove in your souls. Um, and so I went out and I ended up finding this uh, Sherlock Holmes fic on the Bake Off, and so it's starring all of the BBC Sherlock uh, characters. We haven't covered Sherlock yet, and mm-hmm. so I thought this would be an uh, easy introduction into this fandom. This fanfic is from 2014, okay. um, so this is more in like the heart of the Sherlock fandom. Mm. Um, this is when I was in college, and one of the years, I think my junior year, was it? It's not important. One of the years I was in, I just remember when I originally started watching Sherlock, I had, vi- I was like, uh, streaming it off mm-hmm. of a random stream site and I was punished because um <laughs> because so each of the episodes is an hour and a half long did you download them no you were just streaming, streaming and you them. Got in trouble oh, no. no and by trouble I mean not actually trouble it's just it took me three hours to watch every episode because the buffering was the oh, worst oh okay I think I meant actually no, no, one no. time century link fucking oh, no, bit no. my ass because I downloaded Steven Universe on tour and they oh. were like you can't do that and I was like what <laughs> no 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 um, <laughs> this is like regular non-trouble in that like I was supposed to be doing homework and I was like I will just watch one episode and then I will do homework or and then I will, it was midnight and then I will <laughs> or and then I'd be like okay I can do homework and watch Sherlock and then I'd be like like, but I'm really watching Sherlock, and now I've wasted three hours instead of an hour and a half, and now I want to watch the second episode, and... No homework for me. Alas. Uh, but our fanfic today is called The Bake Off Final Problem by Emily Angua. Angua? Emmy... Emmy... A- Angua? Like Angua. Angua? Yeah. Emmy Angua? Do you know anything about Emmy? <laughs> no. Claire? <laughs> you gotta got talk to these people. No, I don't. Oh my god. <laughs> I was... Like, it is very hard to get in touch with people on AO3 because messaging is yeah. kind of a mess and everyone left. Yes. And <laughs> um, the last time she wrote something was in 2016. Yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, so... okay, I'll forgive you then. <laughs> so, yes. I am I am terrible, I admit. <laughs> but um, we can go to her profile. See, see what it is. Anything. Um, oh, yeah. Is she mostly a Sherlock yeah, writer? Oh, please note, I am not currently writing fic or responding to comments as I am currently having a very difficult time due to grief and depression. Well, oh, no. R.I.P. I hope you're better um, now, I mean. Right? Yeah. And she says, hi, all. I'm a Sherlock fangirl, which just about covers it. Been in the fandom since quite literally day one. Day one on the Sherlock TV fandom, anyway. I wasn't around pre-1900. I was going to say. <laughs> I can consider myself pretty friendly. Um, and she has her Twitter and LJ and Tumblr. Cute. Um, I also... What are we... What is our pairing today? Yes. I have brought you today... Ooh, smelly. I have brought you today a drink called 
the bee's knees. Mm. It I'm is different notes now. Yes, it is a honey simple syrup, mm. uh, okay. lemon lemon juice, and gin. Ooh, that's good. Ooh, that is good. I like it. That is the bee's knees. That yeah, that's very. It's not as um. It looks really like lemonadey, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. It doesn't hit you. It's like very light refreshing. Yes, it's very refreshing. Um, and I picked this drink. You will see for a reason within the fanfic. It mm. will come up. Um, so I won't spoil. Ooh, do they have to make something with like lemon honey or like? You will see. Does someone decide that's their flavor for their like bread week, which like is a risk because that's oh, a right. weird flavor. It is bread. a weird flavor. <laughs> um, I will tell you, it is related to one of the challenges. Mm. That, oh, that is excited. very good, actually. I like. I love Great British Bake Off. I think mm-hmm. it's so fun. They. <laughs> They just started doing technicals that are just like almost nonsense. Like I think, <laughs> I think what season are they? I don't know. It's I think it's season yeah. seven on Netflix, but it's probably like twenty five yeah. in real world. Yeah, it's like because I started watching season one of Netflix. But they have it's, a new it's... host, and I know him, but I don't like him as much no. as the lesbians. Uh, <laughs> yes, because I'm. I just started season one that's on Netflix, which is series four mm. from their actual. That sounds right. Okay, so the format of the show for you guys who have not seen it, it's very quaint and British. Um, and precious. But they have three rounds. The first round is like a... The signature challenge. Signature challenge. And it's like... They always have a theme. So let's say it's like bread week. It'll be like, make this type of bread. And you can use... You practice at home. And you can yes. use your own flavorings. Or like whatever you want. Um, the second challenge is like a surprise technical challenge. Which is usually either something that's hard to make. But not uncommon. But they don't get a recipe. Or something yes. that they have no idea what it is. And they still don't have a recipe. <laughs> yes. And then the third one is like a showstopper where they make a big thing that's supposed to be really impressive. But they practice for that one. Yes, and they practice for that one. But I can tell that this season's like, I don't know if it's trying to cater to like Americans or Netflix or millennials or something, but they did from the technical last week. It was rainbow bagels. No. (laughs) Which I was like, I guess, I don't know what what bagel culture is in Britain, but like a lot of people have like had a bagel here and some people, like I guess not everyone has made them, but if you're like a baker, you know how to make a bagel. (laughs) Yeah, I don't think bagels are a UK thing. No, they're not. And also like just the technique of like the colors and like the way you twist it together and stuff was, and like you can't, and like baking colored things is a particular skill, so it doesn't look burnt. Yes. It really made me laugh though. (laughs) No. Um, Yeah. So yes, they will. What's also interesting about this episode is you will see this there's a very famous episode to which they were they refer to in this ep- in this fic that then I watched uh, this morning to make sure that I was prepped. Ooh, fun. Okay, I'm going to see so, if I know what that one is. Oh, yes. Anyway. Okay. So, Ooh. we're diving in and we're going to skip a little bit in um, Sherlock and Mrs. Hudson are the judges. So they're the Mary and Paul. Yes. Um, oh, okay. That makes sense. Yes. So they're Mary. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> right? Right? I like that. No. So they're, so Mrs. Hudson is a very famous, um, like baker chef from like the sixties mm. in this. So she's like, so she's not um, from Sherlock. No, so Mrs. No, Mrs. Hudson is she's the landlady in oh, BBC Sherlock. Okay, but in this version, but in this okay. version, the way she and Sherlock know each other is so he's a famous baker, and so he made like the royal wedding cake mm-hmm. and has done like several like big splashy things, and then she is like a well esteemed older um, person that they have brought her on, mm-hmm. um, and then the two hosts are Mary and Janine. Um, Mary in the later seasons of uh, Sherlock is a love interest for uh, Watson, but then she's... Oh, okay. I've um, I've heard that. But then she's, uh, like, 
a double agent is that she was actually working for someone else to like undermine them but oh, then really? she like falls in love with him and so it like yeah. it gets complicated yeah, yeah, yeah. and then janine who was like a love interest of sherlock like he's not interested in her necessarily but mm. she's like you're very smart and then just like latches on mm-hmm. and i don't quite remember that's like her fan thing and that's not what's happening now <laughs> um and then jim moriarty is the producer of the show do you know who moriarty is it sounds really familiar but no moriarty is like the big bad he is the foil to sherlock ah. and so he is often like creating havoc to entice sherlock mm. so the bakers are um john or there's probably some others but the main is players john, john here, is watson right yes okay just checking what so it's john watson molly who in bbc sherlock is like an assistant at the morgue okay and so she like helpful and yeah and so she has a crush on sherlock but it's like never gonna happen mm-hmm. but sherlock mm-hmm. sort of plays it along because he's like he i want access to morgue. yeah yeah <laughs> I need access to the morgue. yeah and he's sort of like i don't see what's wrong with that <laughs> and then right. um and then george Lestrade. George Lestrade in BBC is the, um, he's like the actual police detective. Ah. And so he's the actual, so he's Scotland Yard. He's the actual one. But then they, so he just consults with Sherlock about cases. So they bring Sherlock on as a consultant, um, but Sherlock doesn't actually have like powers and whatever. Anyway, so those are the bakers. But yeah, so Sherlock, because he's kind of feeling weird, I'm intrigued by this John fellow, then sometimes he like over critiques John mm-hmm. to be like, throw to everyone like, off the scent. I don't like you. Yes. Classic middle school. Exactly. Flirting. So here we are. We're dropping in to the hotel because they all stay in hotels on the weekend when they're filming. Of course. And between weeks, they go home. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes. A la Great British Break Off. Oh, other background I think that's important. Judges are not allowed to fraternize with bakers during non-tent times. Mm. So to not muddy the waters. Okay, cool. Good to know. At three in the morning, Sherlock is still awake, pacing his hotel room and silently raging. Here's nothing for the fame and he loathes loathes the publicity cycle. Loathes? Loathes. (laughs) Loathes. He hates it, not breads it. (laughs) But he likes being a judge. He likes the creative mess of ideas and experiments, some disasters and some successful, that he sees every week. Of course, he would like to come back next year without Mrs. Hudson. Oh, yes. Mrs. Hudson's husband is a movie star and he just got a big part. Mm. And Mrs. Hudson is like, I'm going to retire from the show and Hang follow my husband. Yeah. And Sherlock only joined the show because Mrs. Hudson was doing the show because he admired her so much. But he really thinks shows like this are silly. Oh, yes. Um, so now he's like, do I come back? Of course, he could come back next year without Mrs. Hudson, but that would be tantamount to admitting his love for the show. Can't have that. Besides, he's met other celebrity bakers, and none of them would work with him, because he's a pill. Yeah, exactly. Um, So who would be the second judge? Now it's as good as over. There was one more day of filming tomorrow, and then it's the final weekend next week. John might not even make it. His signature challenge had been passable, and his technical challenge awful. He's going, that's... Couldn't make those rainbow bagels. Yeah, no, he really couldn't do it. (laughs) He's going to have to work hard tomorrow to survive, and wouldn't that just be fitting? For the only truly interesting baker Sherlock's ever met to be booted off before the last show he ever filmed? Rude. If only he could talk to John. Find out why he's so interesting. Why Sherlock can't (laughs) stop thinking about him. That stops him in his tracks. So in theory, he could go and be like, tell me your secrets, tell me why you're interesting, and then I'll stop being interested in you. Yes, theoretically. people are that uh, self-aware. Yes. You'd be like, oh, you know what's unique about me is... It's this. Yeah, I do this weird thing. 
and you're like, one foot is bigger than the other. Ah, okay. Ah. Now I know your secret. Goodbye. It's because you limp. That's why. Um, <laughs> if it's the last series, what do the rules about fraternization really mean? If he wants to talk to John, he can and will. He, go, he, he goes and throws up in the hotel uh, room door and stops in his tracks as he comes face to face with Mary, frozen in place on the threshold of John's room. Mm-hmm. Sherlock, she says, her voice high pitched. Where, what are you doing? It's a question he could very well throw back at her. He does. I was. Getting some nicotine patches. What are you doing? Oh, that's the other thing. Um, uh, context, Sherlock used to be addicted to cocaine. And it's beca- Canonically? Canonically. And even in the books. And it's like... It was it, cocaine in the books? Yes. <laughs> yes? Yes. Oh, it's insane. that, like... It's like the rationale was, like, that he... He did things to like order his mind and it was cocaine. Like heroin. It might have been heroin. It's hard to. It I don't remember. Some, it was some intense drug. I think it was cocaine in. The sh- it's really not important. Anyway, so when he has like a very serious problem that he's trying to fix in the show, he puts like three nicotine patches on Ugh. because it like helps him focus. Um, yeah, it's not great. We were just talking. Barry says quickly. There aren't any rules against contestants and presenters fraternizing. Getting to know each other better. Wait, did she walk out of John's room? Yes. Oh. Uh, or she was standing in front of the door, so oh. it, unclear. Mm. Um, he forces a smile. Of course not. Well, good night. He turns back into his room. What about the nicotine patches, she asks. Sherlock shakes his head. Suddenly, the craving is gone. And then um, next, we flash to it's the week, and Sherlock is working on a elaborate sugar and chocolate beehive display. So he's going to make this, like, Honeycomb or... for the front of his bakery. Oh, okay. Like as Not a window show. No, as for like the display of his window, he Ooh. wants to make um chocolate and honey sounds right. So, right? <laughs> and so he was making he wanted like a honeycomb and I think it was chocolate bees. He wants animal control to be worried when he walks by. Oh, because it looks like an infested beehive. Yes. Cute. Um, and then the That's other fine. part is he wants there to be actual honey within the lake. Hmm. In the honeycomb. In the honeycomb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because it's a window, it's kind of hot. And so when it, as soon as the sun hits it, it melts and the honey goes everywhere. Mm. And so he's like, hmm, how do I solve problem. this bee problem? Anyway, he's in his back studio. His employee, Anthea, walks in and is like, Mr. Holmes, you have a visitor. From your little show. Ew. Her voice drips with a disdain for Bake Off that Mycroft... <laughs> right, that Mycroft pays her to exhibit. So Mycroft is Sherlock's older brother. Mm, yeah. um, and they just have regular sibling rivalry mm-hmm. angst. He relaxes and returns to the beehive problem. Mrs. Hudson, send her in. Er, sorry, not Mrs. Hudson. Her Sherlock's head snaps for the door. It's John. <laughs> John is briefly distracted by looking around the secretive 221B kitchen. 221B Baker's Street. Mm. L-O-L. So now you he get lives it? in 221 Regular Guy Street. Regular Guy Street because he's a baker. <laughs> 221B Detective Street? Ooh, yeah, because he's not a detective. Ooh. That's a good one. This. We got there. <laughs> Josie's listening and is like, what is wrong this with is you? This is stupid. <laughs> Keep it in. Get to the fic. <laughs> it looks more like a laboratory than a bakery and he stares in fascination in Sherlock's more unusual equipment. It gives Sherlock a chance to look John over. He's dressed a little more formally than Sherlock is used to, in trousers rather than the well-fitting jeans he normally wears. He's wearing a work lanyard, and the moment he notices Sherlock's scrutiny, he looks uncomfortable under it. You're not allowed to be here, Sherlock says. Only a lifetime of self-control stops him smashing his forehead into the sticky table in embarrassment at the opening line. Er, sorry, that woman let me in. No, here, I'm not meant to talk to you outside the tent. Not that I care much for the rules. 
Jen takes another step further into the room and crosses his arms in a way that suggests he's about to get down to some unpleasant business. Yes, it was about that. Mary said you saw her coming out of my room last week. Sherlock jumps down off the counter and begins, oh yeah, he likes to just like perch. He's like a feral child. Like, yes, like just on, like, yeah, yeah. squatted on your feet. Wait, yeah, yeah. where was he? On, a- on the counter. It's that he was squatting as you are. Like, <laughs> like a, a frog. <laughs> like a frog. And he does that on the show. It's that he'll just like... Um, <laughs> like a gargoyle. Yes, it Ew. helps him think theoretically. Like, imagining this is like a Paul Hollywood uh, swap. Mm-hmm. Just imagine Paul Hollywood like <laughs> like knees in armpits, just like hands like, in front of his body on someone's counter, just like as they make like croissants or something. He's like, hmm. Um... <laughs> Sherlock jumps down off the counter and moves and begins moving pans around errat- around rather erratically. It clearly didn't hurt your performance. Your, sh- your showstopper really was a marvel, and you were very fortunate that Sally went a step too far with the rose water. Mm. What is it with people trying to make food taste like soap? Anderson did it in the first show with those lavender cookies, and now her? I just want to clear up any misunderstanding John interrupts. We'd, we had just got talking in the bar, and when the bar closed, we went to my room to carry on talking. Nothing untoward, mm-hmm. and there's no rule... Why do you imagine I care? I don't. I just didn't want you to think I was that sort of person. I try to take any romantic opportunity that comes my way, just in case. (laughs) I see you, John. We're both spinsters. I get it. I understand. Gotta take any opportunity that comes your way, just in case. So when I was talking to Mary, I wanted to see where it went. And uh, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. No, he just said that this was about the bake-off. John... Now you're doubling back. You're saying I wanted to see if it was like... Okay, continue. Whatever. <laughs> He's just a lonely man. Um, but uh, as it is, I don't think either of our hearts were really in it. He huffs a self-deprecating laugh. I don't even know why I'm telling you any of this. So you're not interested in Mary? Mary Berry. Mary Berry? No, it's not Mary Berry. But no, it's, it's Mary. Funny, yeah. yeah. Um, it's then, in the very moment those words have left Sherlock's mouth, that he realizes two things. At the exact same time... I'm sorry, Hamilton. Um, <laughs> how much he needs to know the answer, and why he needs to know it. After years of being completely uninterested in every man he's met, he stumbled across John Watson, and now he is interested. That's why he's been thinking about John and wanting to talk to John, and why he needs to know that Mary isn't in the picture. John doesn't seem to notice that Sherlock's question betrays his feelings. Perhaps he thinks Sherlock's interested in Mary. No, I'm not. Anyway, that's not the only reason I came. I work 30 minutes away, and I've never been here. I thought it was something that needed to be put right. Sherlock stops himself from saying, I've been hoping you visit, and instead shrugs awkwardly at the mess at the table. Beehives are a problem at the moment. I noticed, John smiles. Is this where I get to judge you? I've had a real seepage problem here. It's a total disaster. This might cost you your place in the competition. Seepage. Don't put honey in a window, that's my answer. Right. Sherlock's mouth quirks. It's not unreasonable it's not unreasonable criticism. I made chocolate eggs to store honey, but the moment they get too warm Wait, what? It's I couldn't quite understand. There's like chocolate eggs that are in, in the a beehive? Yes. I don't know if you know this, but bees don't like eggs. I I knew that. <laughs> and that's why I was confused about what is going on chocolate here. Eggs. All it says is this. It, his goal eggs. is for it to be a beehive made of honeycomb and sugar mm-hmm. that's so realistic he'll have the pest control se- uh, service turning up his door in a panic. 
but when the display is over, it will be smashed open and honey will ooze out for wide-eyed tots to collect in little jars that will be provided for their stunt. And in turn, their little expressions will be all over the video that will be posted on his website shortly to go viral. Yeah, I hear nothing about chocolate eggs. Anyway, I continue. Feel, yeah. maybe, maybe he'll explain. Right. Um, the honey <laughs> leaks all over the floor. Sherlock shrugs. Give it half an hour and we'll see that it saturated the honeycomb too. The whole thing is going to collapse. Mm. It's a shame, John says softly, because it's an astonishing design. Why are you storing the chocolate in the honey in chocolate eggs again? Because everything else melted even faster or soaked up. Oh, he probably used chocolate. The chocolate was to like coat the inside of the honey. Uh, Because everything else melted even faster or or soaked up the honey. If I could find some way to protect the chocolate, Sherlock is deep in thought and somehow John's voice reaches him anyway. Like a giant smarty shell. That's it. A candy shell. It's perfect. Mm. It'll be an extra layer of protection, and if he uses two shells, one internally and one externally, the honey will be safe from all but extreme heat. I knew it! Sherlock crosses the room towards John and grips his shoulders. Right? (laughs) In theory, he's making a candy shell that's like a, um, what's a six-sided? Hexagon? Yeah. So he's making a little hexagon that's a shell, and then honey around it, and then a bigger candy shell that's like holding all these little hexagons so it looks like a beehive sure that's so many things i know (laughs) i'm not committed to my art that way (laughs) i'd be like one candy shell is enough zero candy shells was enough. or chocolate is a protective coating i I mean i guess chocolate melts in the sun but like i would just be like you know what maybe this honeycomb is not meant to be he was already gonna make it out of sugar so like why not just make a candy that's what candy shells are they're just sugar hardened sugar yeah Uh, i don't know it's not, Any, a, it's not important <laughs> to the fic. This is the last time the honey thing will be mentioned. But it's like a very prominent feature of this fic that now I have to think about uh, in my brain because I can't picture things until I know what's going on. 24 hours from now, you're going to have a Sherlock like enlightenment. <laughs> Wait a minute! Yeah, you'll be like, what? <laughs> and you'll come running over and I'll be like... And I'm going to make you candy coating with honey inside and it's going to be just magical. And I'll be like, and you're wow. you're going to smash it and just the honey's going to drip down. And I'll collect it in a jar and I'll be like, wow. Which is the goal, I guess. Really that's was weird. A beautiful moment. <laughs> Why would you smash a honeycomb in the first place anyway okay. i don't know <laughs> keep moving i knew if i could just talk through it with you the whole problem would be solved he's grinning down at john half embracing him and john is looking back his eyes glittering in a way that makes sherlock wish that this was one of those romantic opportunities john habitually takes you know you know he takes every, whatever, every, every, every opportunity, opportunity. every yeah, opportunity. that sounds like a really easy guy to date I take every opportunity. <laughs> okay, I'll take you on a picnic. You're like, I accept. <laughs> That's a romantic opportunity. Right. Let's go. But it isn't. After a moment, they clear their throats and step apart. John mentions that his lunch hour is nearly over and that he'll be late. Sherlock, you have an hour to get here. Yeah, you got to turn right around. That's zero minutes that you have <laughs> to be here. Sorry, your math is bad. <laughs> you made a mistake. You, you, <laughs> have, you should have driven and it would have been 15 minutes. <laughs> Sherlock is trying to think of some way to ensure John will come back as soon as possible. I have a flat upstairs. Come and have tea. Have dinner. Just exist in the same room for as me for a little longer. <laughs> Not a serial killer. Do you want to stay for dinner? Do you want to stay forever? <laughs> exactly. Very Mulan of you. Very Mulan. You're welcome back any time, he says finally. John smiles. Well, until then, I'll see you back in the tent. Dun-dun-dun. Okay, next up. Uh, it's now, we're back at the competition. They're at the hotel, and Sherlock uh, catches, or I think they're in the tent when Sherlock sees this. Sherlock catches Mary and Jim, Moriarty, mm-hmm. talking about something in secret. 
a favor that he asks that he asks her to do, and he's like, "That's suspicious." File okay. that away, and he's like, "Oh, they're kind of like looking suspicious." But then John is also doing really bad. Mary's in his... been doing a lot of suspicious stuff. I don't know, me. right? And then John does really poorly on his signature challenge. <gasps> no. um, and there's only three contestants left, so it might be he's already lost his ability. So the so is this the finale? Yes. So it's John, okay. Greg, and I was going to say um, you can't have less than three. Yes. We're in the final week. Okay. It is Lestrade, mm-hmm. Molly, mm-hmm. and John Watson are the yes. final contestants mm-hmm. but not now we're in the hotel the knock on the door comes at one in the morning john is outside and sherlock wordlessly invites him into the room he'd actually been asleep and he felt strangely embarrassed about that they stand facing each other and john's a little too close and sherlock looming down like they are in a battle for dominance in which they are both somehow winning <laughs> they're they're both the alpha I did, that's not possible but apparently sometimes i know today was a disaster john begins sherlock blinks John's eyes are bright and he's smiling. He looks like he's had some sort of revelation and needs to tell, um, I think John, it's like they had to make like a black forest tart or something. And um, Molly's jam is eh, but her pastry is really good. Greg's is like better than John's. And then John like did some like, it never set or something. Mm. So it's like very, it's very clear that like John didn't do well. Mm -hmm. Anyway, uh, he looks like he's had some sort of revelation and needs to tell someone, anyone, at once. Sherlock understands that emotion. He never normally had someone to go in when it happens to him. I'm not going to win. Probably not, Sherlock agrees. But that's fine, John continues. It was never about winning. It was just something to do. And then yesterday, when you gave me encouragement, he trails off. Suddenly, he looks more awake, as if the certainty he's, he's feeling is fading. He breaks the eye contact, looking over at the rumpled bed at Sher- and at Sherlock's bare chest. What? He steps backwards. They were sleeping. And I guess Sherlock sleeps. Sherlock. He steps backwards. Sorry, you were, um, sleeping. Mrs. Hudson is quitting, Sherlock says quickly. I'm not coming back next year. Dun, dun, dun. Do you know what that means? They can have sex. He wills John to understand what that means. <laughs> to take the leap of faith. They can Take kiss. every romantic <clears throat> opportunity, John. This is one of those times. So, John swallows. I'm already going to lose. And by tomorrow, you won't be a judge anymore? Wink, wink. (laughs) Sherlock nods. So if you came here to... To take a romantic opportunity, then... What a stupid thing to say. Whatever. John's lips lips interrupt the rest of the... You just gotta start telling people that you're like, I will take any romantic opportunity. Wink, wink. Wink, wink. And then they're like... What does that mean? Well, it means I would date you if you tried you lump of coal. <laughs> God damn it. I would take any... If you can't take that hint, I don't know what to do with you, sir. Like, I'm telling you, I would take any romantic opportunity, including you lump Intense of coal. Intense eye contact. <laughs> you lump of coal. <laughs> John's lips interrupt the rest of the sentence. It's a warm kiss, and it feels both strange and wonderful to have someone intertwine their arms around him. When they finally drift apart, they smile at each other for a few foolish moments before Sherlock collects himself. Bed? He asks. Forward? Sherlock. Not so much an invitation as a statement of its presence. <laughs> John, bed. John, bed. John takes the lead and crawls under the covers into the spot Sherlock had not long vacated. Uh, why do you get the warm spot, bitch? Sherlock switches. Right. Oh, true, 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 true. Sherlock switches off the lamp, and when he climbs into the space next to John, it's already warm. It's radiating heat. For a while, they face each other. No, hot, hot man. (laughs) For a while, they face each other and experiment with kisses. (laughs) This is so weird. 
kisses. Experimenting Feels kisses. Very Paul Hollywood to me. Mm-hmm. They're <laughs> experimenting so with kisses. Uh, settling only when their tiredness creeps back up on them. Settling. Even then, Sherlock watches John in the darkness, his eyes blinking slowly as he fights to stay awake. What do you want to do, John asks. <laughs> the part of Sherlock that's still too tired demands to go to sleep, and the rest of his body is screaming to kiss again, to do that, and more. But it's his brain, as always, that wins. Talk, he murmurs. I want to talk. I mean, I guess. This felt like it was going to get smutty, but now I, I feel like it's not going to get smutty. No, it doesn't get smutty. That's fine. Um, and they essentially talk about like what brought them both, both into baking. John has PTSD, and so then his therapist was just having a project, and he started doing baking, and then he got good at it, That's and true. he joined Great British Bake Off as like a lark, but he was just like, sure, why not? And Sherlock... Uh, used to do cocaine and then was like, I need something else to focus on me, to like focus, to focus me. And then he was like, baking will do that. And so he like starts getting really into baking and now has this bake shop and he's only had it for like seven years. And then they both like talk about how much the show has actually secretly meant to them and they drift off holding hands. That's cute. And it's very cute. Mm. Then, bum, bum, bum. We were... We return to the finale. We're at the showstopper. And the ah, showstopper... Okay. So, like, the last day of filming. Yes. Cool. And the showstopper is announced that it will be... A honeycomb. The Baked Alaska. Is that hard to make? Yes. Okay. <laughs> a Baked Alaska... on fire. I feel like it's just a cake on fire, but I don't actually know what so it is. So, a Baked Alaska is a sponge and a ice cream, and then there is a marshmallowy meringue over it that is mm, toasted. That can, uh, okay, and right. so that can potentially melt the ice cream... And this is the famous episode to which I'm referring. Season four, episode four, mm-hmm. is the Baked Alaska episode, okay. a.k.a. Bingate. It's sweltering. Though it's not impossible to rig up an air conditioning unit inside, the noise would interfere with the recording. Mm. Jim, Moriarty, uh, looks gleeful. High temperatures mean raised tempers. Errors of judgment and disasters waiting to happen. Because he's a producer, TV producer. Very American, though. Very American. Um, Once again, Sherlock and Mrs. Hudson don't have a great deal to do. They wander around, and Sherlock plays his usual mind games, causing Molly, making a snowman-shaped basic Alaska with a carrot cake base and a white chocolate-flavored ice cream, uh, to question her flavors and making Greg well aware that his methodology is severely flawed and will melt without Sherlock's superior knowledge, which, of course, he isn't allowed to give. Um, In the Baked Alaska episode, they needed to shape their Baked Alaska into a shape. Yes. The tent is in chaos. While there are technically only three bakers, two presenters, and two judges in, in at work in quite a spacious tent, there are also 11 crew members jostling around each other with cameras and equipment. Not to mention Jim bossing around his trio of minions. An electrical fault has knocked out two cameras at the critical moment of ice cream making, yeah. and the crew are just as stressed as the contestants. A loud argument begins between Jim and the electrician. Mrs. Hudson has gone to powder her nose, and Sherlock would, uh, should be outside discussing the problems he thinks the bakers are going to have. But with the sudden shortage of cameras, that has been put on hold until things calm down. He's leaning against the sideboard watching the chaos. It's only by chance that he's looking at the freezer when one of the minions boldly walks up to it, takes out one of the bowls of ice cream, places it on its side, and heads back over to try and calm Jim down. It takes about five seconds for Sherlock to work out what is happening. That bowl is Molly's. When it's found, it's going to look like either John or Greg took it out and left it to melt. 
There is no way that the production team will be accused, not with multiple threats they receive about interference on a daily basis. Why do they do that? At best, it will look like selfish carelessness, forgetting to put it back as they try to fit their own in the small space. At worst, it will look like sabotage. Why did they do that? Rude. Right? It will be cleverly edited, and Jim would be a fool if he didn't make John look mildly guilty. John's already had one bad day in the tent, with just one out-of-place shot of John looking nervously at the freezer. The public will believe he purposefully destroyed Molly's showstopper. This is an American author. Yes, this is an American author. Great British Bake Off would never... And what happened in the actual episode of The Great British Bake Off is... Mm. Um, the contestant Ian, 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 probably Ian, one of the other contestants, Diana, uh, when she is that he, for some reason was putting his ice cream on her in like the freezer that is closest to her stand. So Mm. when she goes to put her ice cream in, she takes his out and like sets it on her counter. And truthfully, it's only left there for 40 seconds, Mm. but then it like, then he look like, yes, but then he like sees it and he's like, what? Who left my ice cream out? And there's like not enough time. And he like opens it and it's, it's like a half solidified goo. Mm -hmm. And he's just like, I can't serve this. And he immediately dumps it into the bin. But he didn't need to. He didn't mean, he didn't need, he didn't mean to. And then he, and then he like storms off and everyone's like, Ian, what is he doing? And like, what happened? And they're like, his ice cream didn't turn out. And then he like ends up at the end of the episode, he brings just the bin up to present and they're like did your sponge turn out and he's like yeah they're like did your meringue turn out he's like yeah they're like so it's just your ice cream yeah they're like (laughs) and he he was like admittedly i didn't react well and i like and i did all this research and like when they watched it live and he like was tweeting about it it's that everyone was like was it sabotage and he was like it was a really hot day but it was only left out for like 40 seconds. Yeah. So the fact it didn't solidify was not a factor of the freezer. He was like, I messed up the ice cream. But it made it up. Oh, okay, and okay. he was like, cl- he's like, clearly I should have, like my ice cream was That's messed funny. up. And then he's like, I should have reacted better. He's like, I should have reacted better and just like cobbled it together and like put the Maybe other parts the on it. The parts? Yeah. So because weird. he got eliminated because they're like, you didn't. You didn't give us anything. You didn't give us. Yeah. And <laughs> he was nothing. And so he was, and so he like tweeted being like, I learned from dumb. my mistake. That was dumb. I should have handled the stress better. Um, but here, is it sabotage? On the sixth second, Sherlock is moving. Jim has surely organized this confusion to take attention away from the freezer for just long enough to sabotage the ice cream. He can't put the ice cream back in the freezer. It's a small freezer, and getting three bowls in has been an balancing act for the contestants. There's not enough time for him to careful, carefully fit it in. He has to exchange the bowl. For John's. Rude. He looks over uncomfortably at John, who is working hard, oblivious to the fact that the man he shared a bed with last night just held hands. In a way. In a way. Is about to put the nail in the coffin of his chances of winning this competition. But neither of the others will be accused of the sabotage, not when John already has low chances of winning, and it it will look like an accident or a mistake. So that he's Mm -hmm. calculating, since John already messed up. He won't look bad, he'll look dumb. Yeah, he'll look like he made a mistake. Jim will believe his lackey messed up and took the wrong bowl out. So he's like, this is how no one will know. Two seconds later, he switched them and slipped back to his place at the side, joined at once by Mrs. Hudson. Anything interesting happened? She asks. With Jim around, Sherlock uh, raises an eyebrow. Of course. He's counting. 40 seconds will be enough time for him to suddenly notice the ice cream bowl and go and investigate for the benefit of the cameras. 40 seconds in this heat will probably destroy the ice cream, but it'll give John a chance. He stalks over to the left-out bowl and stares at the virtually liquid contents. John, is this mess yours? John is brilliant. 
He's not going to win, of course, but he's going down fighting. And in his place, Sherlock can think of at least five things he could do to win, but John's not as technically skilled as he is. Rude. The ice cream is as good as finished. Build but, a honeycomb. Right. Build a chocolate honeycomb. With candy molding. Oh, God. <laughs> the ice cream is as good as finished, but as Janine's vo- uh, voiceover will no doubt wittier to the viewers, the good old British Bake Off spirit remains. For the ten minutes after the disaster, Molly and Greg forget that they're competing against John and rally in his support. Woo! You still have the base and the meringue, Meg. Mate, Greg claps John on the back. You can do this. There's a whole field of people out there waiting, wanting ice cream. This is true. To make the bake additionally stressful, the finale is judged in the grounds outside, made to look like fet. As they stand around the gloopy mess of ice cream, the competitors John has already beaten are arriving to watch the winner announced. Yeah, John says glumly, I knew I wasn't going to win, but I can still serve up something. Yes. I made some extra ice cream, Molly says awkwardly. It won't count at the judging, but at least you can present an actual baked Alaska with ice cream. White chocolate ice cream will taste revolting with John's lime-flavored sponge. Oh, no. And Sherlock hopes he's smart enough to say no. But John, brilliant John, is already one step ahead. That'd be great, Molly. Greg, I know you're dying of cold. Oh, Greg has, like, a cold also. Mm. I know you're dying of cold, but how much of that of that Manuka honey can you spare? Can I steal a lemon from someone? Honey, lemon, and lime with white chocolate. It might just taste bearable. And this is where the idea honey, for the... Sure, okay. Right, but that's kind of, this is where the idea for the mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, drink came from. And the bee's knees with Cute. the honeycomb. Look at you. Oh, the poor boy, Mrs. Hudson frets. How on earth did it all happen? Sherlock glances warily at Jim, who is particularly tense. I think we all got distracted, Mrs. Hudson. Two hours later and it's all over. The baked Alaskas have been eaten by the crowds of friends, family, and former contestants. Sherlock and Mrs. Hudson have been filmed making their decisions. All that's left is to set up the announcement of the winner. This being television, there's plenty of time to kill before that happens. There's a party atmosphere, and with a coconut chai and other games, you don't know what that is, it actually feels like a, sh- a fit. Everyone wants to talk to him, and yet, uh, once again, he's frustrated by the rules that Mrs. Hudson and he mustn't talk to the contestants until after the announcements. The same rules doesn't apply for their families, and Sherlock has some difficulty extracting himself from the presence of Greg's mother. A woman determined to find out how her son has done by any method, including bribery, and something she clearly believes are feminine wiles. Mary, lovely Mary, rescues him, then undoes her good work by mocking his reaction to Mrs. Lestrade. Sherlock changes the subject. That favor Jim wanted you to do, he says, lowering his voice and glancing to make sure they were not in shot of the cameras. What was it? Mary's smile tightens. It wasn't anything. Mary... He already knows, but she ne- he needs her to say it. He needs some sort of a verification of his suspicions. She crosses her arms. It sounds a lot worse than it is. Jim encouraged me to consider dating John. Why? Why? I don't know. That was all that it was. I was already interested, and he said it would it would be doing him a favor if I did. But I swear what? it didn't go anywhere. We weren't. There wasn't any. She breathes out slowly before starting again. I think Jim was worried about this year's ratings, with us going over to BBC One, and if John and I hit it off, there would probably be some stories. Which would help your career, Sherlock finishes. Mary glares. Oh, shut up, Sherlock. It would take a sledgehammer to my career. But if John and I had hit it off, it wouldn't have mattered, she sniffs. Romantic opportunities. Mm -hmm. At any cost. Besides, one night chatting at the travel lodge is hardly a scandal, even by the Daily Mail standards. Nothing happened. Nothing's going to happen. Never a truer word spoken, Sherlock privately agrees. It's fine, he says, catching a sight of Jim across the field. 
I was just curious. Excuse me. Mary's already forgotten. She weaves her way through the people trying to talk to him and is quickly at Jim's sides. Get back into the crowd, Jim snaps, waving Sherlock away. You're supposed to be in front of the cameras. Well, Molly's ice cream was supposed to be in the freezer, yet you didn't seem bothered about breaking that rule. Jim's expression is suddenly threatening. His eyes darken and he sneers, looking strangely threatening for a man standing in a field while all around him people are laughing and playing games. So it was you who swapped it for John's. I wanted to avoid a potentially large scandal for the program, Sherlock shrugs. No one would be accused of sabotaging John's ice cream. It's not your job to avoid scandal. It's my job to create it. Oh, Jim. It would certainly end the series with a bang, Sherlock sneers. With a few edited shots, you could pin the blame on John. You even tried to work it so that Mary would be implicated. Rude. Jim shrugs, not bothering to hide it. The articles about their relationship would have surfaced about halfway through the run next year, and I'd sit back and let the nation play ice cream detective. <laughs> Throw in Mrs. Hudson's shocked announcement that she's leaving in the finale would have been the most talked about, tweeted, and even debated show of the year. We'd hired new judges, new presenters, and the first episode next year would have been the highest rated ever. Oh, my God. He shrugs, <laughs> but you messed it all up by deciding to play ice cream detective yourself. You'd have turned John into a hate figure, Sherlock points out. You are loyal, aren't you? I should have asked you to get in his pants. It's just a baked Alaska. No one becomes a hate figure over a baked Alaska. Or in Britain. Right. <laughs> Jim tilts his head as if stretching out a kink. Besides, do you know how boring the show is to make? I stand around listening to people talk flaky pastry and yeast for weeks. And then at the end of all, they don't even win anything. At least on a talent show, I could tell them how utterly vile they are. He smirks. And in fact... I have been offered my own talent show on ITV. Just a little thing. Nothing to worry, Simon Cowell. Not yet, anyway. So yes, bye-bye, soggy bottoms and custard tarts, and thank God. You're leaving? I'm leaving. Mrs. Hudson's leaving. You're leaving. Mary'll probably quit after I make her little fling known to the public, and Janine does what Mary tells her. This is a sinking ship. Sherlock narrows his eyes. Yes, and you're the first rat to jump. He turns and stalks away, trying not to look as out of sorts as he feels. It's just a stupid show about baking. It doesn't matter, really. He still has 221B. He has. He still has John. Or at least, the possibility of John. What did he miss, really? He and Mary get on better in front of the cameras than behind them, and Janine drives him up a wall. Better for all of it to end now. But in the crowd around him, there are over a hundred people, all debating the merits of a different baked Alaska's, and they all care what he thinks. They acknowledge him as the best, and for a short period every year, it gets paid to be judgmental and snarky. As Mycroft said at the beginning, I'm surprised you didn't offer to do it for free. Speaking of free, the money doesn't hurt either. It's the only income he has that his brother doesn't control. Annoyingly, Mycroft thinks Sherlock shouldn't be trusted with the actual business of 221B because of the cocaine problem. Mm. Oi, Sherlock! Graceful as ever, Janina's chosen to attract his attention by yelling across the field. We're ready to start! She waves over one of the enormous bouquets of flowers she and Mary are about to bestow upon the runners-up. The next ten minutes are spent being put in position and having Jim iterate the order in which the announcements will be made while sneering every time Sherlock catches his eye. John is standing with the other two. Sherlock can tell he's out of his comfort zone because he's almost at parade rest. He catches Sherlock's eye for a second and shrugs his shoulder fractionally as if to say, Bring it on. When it's all over, he can actually go and talk to John. So, it's been quite a competition, Janine says. I don't want it to end. Me either, Mary says, but I'm starting to suspect that food eaten in the bake-off tent has no calories. Might be a lie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be lucky if my girdle makes it to the end of the day. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I'm being the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> 
Anyway, it's time for the results of the Great British, British Bake Off 2014. We think you're all winners, but I'm afraid two of you aren't. <laughs> so here it goes. Janine looks down at the card as she needs help remembering the order of the three names. The person in third place is John. Yeah, that's her. The crowd boos at the unfairness, but John <laughs> merely shrugs, having already expected it. Sherlock only manages to drag his attention back to the announcement. So now it's down to Molly and Greg, Marion tones. And the winner is... There's a pause long enough for half the nation to make a cup of tea. <laughs> Molly! Ooh. At once, the place erupts into cheers and hugs. John and Greg go in for a group hug with Molly, who is crying and looking astonished. Mary and Janine seem to have hugs for everyone. <laughs> Sherlock is not a hugger, or at least not in front of what? the enormous no eyes. <laughs> but he shakes John's hand for far too long. Intimate. Amid Holding the no- hands yeah, right. and kissing. Amid the noise, they, om- they have almost a private moment. I know you took the ice cream out, John says. Sherlock feels his stomach drop. I, yes, I did. What else can he say? Did you have a good reason? Sherlock nods. Do you want to tell me over dinner tonight? A romantic opportunity. Uh, take it. <laughs> when there's a romantic opportunity in the you road, take it. <laughs> you take it. Sherlock never gets a chance to reply, though he's, he's sure he's surprised and delighted smiles answer for him. And now we have one final announcement, Janine practically yells over the hubbub. Over to you, Mrs. Hudson. The crowd quiets down and there's a long pause as the cameras go back into position. It's been a most wonderful series, Mrs. Hudson says, dabbing at her eyes, but I'm afraid it's time to move on, my dears. I think it's best to end on a high note, so I'm saying goodbye to you all. The crowd is silent with horror. For the first time, everything is clear in Sherlock's mind. Jim's right. It's a silly TV series about yeast and pie, but it's fun. It might not last long. The ratings might go down. I disagree. This is a very highly rated show. It's a very good show. <laughs> but he's going to be okay. He's met John. He'll be able to spend hours with him. Days. Why not enjoy the fun <laughs> while it lasts? Mrs. Hudson may be leaving us, he announced. But Bake Off goes on. No one can replace Mrs. Hudson, but as the show proves, there's many excellent bakers in Britain, and at least one of them will be ready to try. And of course, I'll be next year. And us, Janine yells. Mary nods along, ready to wrap the announcement. That's right. So on that bittersweet note, goodbye from the Great British Bake Off 2014. And then the end is an article from the Radio Times, which basically announces that uh, things carry on. They're a couple. That J- Mary and Janine continue to be the hosts. Yes. Molly has taken over as the judge for the new season. And okay. after a brief scandal that Sherlock and John are dating, of course. all is well. Of course. And yes. Happily ever after. Cute. I like this. It's fun. This is a good idea. Especially considering Bake Off is like not the place that I would like necessarily think that dynamic would happen. I'm not going to Bake Off to be like Moriar- Paul Hardy. How do you Polly say it? Moriarty? Moriarty, yeah. Mm-hmm. Moriarty's presence made that a little more uh, high stakes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fun. Okay. What should I bring you next week? My beautiful Claire. What I want you to bring for me next week, Grace, mm-hmm. is I've been thinking a lot about um, Glee, and <laughs> I just always on my mind. It's uh, it just I was like, you know, when the I was cast thinking, members keep having scandals, yes, or dying. Yes, it's a cursed show. I also, Honestly. it was mostly that I was sort of like, as I was thinking <sighs> about popular fandoms that I had been in my youth Mm. um I was like oh we haven't covered Glee and that's weird because I have like seven of their CDs if we're gonna look at like 
my financial investment into some fandoms, um, Glee should be much higher Ugh, than... I remember auditioning for the Glee Project. Do you uh, remember that? Yes. Uh, I don't think I watched the show, but I remember the like top four, like the winner and the yes. first, second, and third runner up being I on did, the show. Yes, I did yeah. watch. I didn't watch... I was watch, still watching at that point. <laughs> yeah, I was still watching Glee at that point. I did not watch the Glee Project. I did sort of feel like they shoved those characters in, but admittedly they shove every character but into there's Glee. so many characters and so like, you know, I they're all it. having a soap opera they're time. Doing stuff. No, I get it. Okay. So I, based on my like minimal knowledge of the Glee fandom, I have one podcast friend who wrote Glee fan fiction and I feel like it's like rife with Ooh. stuff. Do you want any other like narrowing factors on this Glee fan fiction? Ooh, you know what I would love to see added into Glee? Like a fantasy element. I just feel like it would be really funny to see like defying gravity on a dragon. <laughs> it's I'm just dying and crying gravity. <laughs> I'm riding a dragon. What are the two? It's like curtain, probably Rachel. Yeah. Just like holding hands on dragons, like flying through the yeah, air. Yeah, it could be like the fire and ice dragon a la Game of Thrones, just like mm. defying gravity. Okay. Okay. I will I will bring you some good glee AU yes. next week. I'm excited. All right. With that, uh, we are Fine Pairings Podcast. You can find us at Fine Pairings Podcast on many places, including, oh, let me see if I get all of them, Instagram, Tumblr, TikTok, uh, and also finepairingspodcast at gmail.com if you want to send us our stuff. And new-ish is our Twitter, which has been fun, at yeah. Fine Pairings Pod. They wouldn't let us take the whole no. name. It takes up too many characters, takes you too know? many characters, yeah. And you can send us all your good stuff. And also, I have a new ask. Because we have been in in the production studio, <laughs> been fake feuding with another podcast, and that podcast has over 130 reviews on Apple Podcasts. So I would really like to have at least like half that many so I can feel like I'm not losing this game that I've totally made up in my own mind. So if you guys who listen regularly, you don't even have to write a review if you want to, I would appreciate that. But just hit that five star button. It takes a second. Please... Please, please. And it will give us literally infinite happiness and... Every time the number goes up from like 38 to 39, I like feel the serotonin rush through my body. So please give me, and I feel, give me this one thing. And I feel the pettiness cred just uh, like course through my it's body. It's so petty. If it's you guys so could petty. just do me this solid, I will... What is that thing Olin Rodgers said? If you do me this solid, I will return you with more solids. <laughs> <laughs> Which will be more episodes of this podcast. So with that, uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for engaging with us on all the platforms that we have in the world. Because now it feels like so many. <laughs> Join us next week. Including on Photo Bucket. Don't call. We're not on Photo Bucket. We're not on Photo Bucket. <laughs> We're, I refuse to add any more social medias. I don't think I could think of another one. Yeah, whatever the iteration after LinkedIn is. I don't want it. All right, goodbye. <laughs> Bye.